Hello and welcome back to the FAAA podcast, live from the Triple the FAAA Congress in Adelaide, uh, sitting here in front of a photo of, of, a, of a lovely winery. Of course, we're in the middle of the conference centre. I'm joined by Ashley Mahadia and Jackie Henderson. Hello. Hello, Fraser. Well, How I feel are like you? we're getting the old band back together. We are. It's like the, the three amigos. <laughs> Hi, Fraser. <laughs> Uh, now, you guys have both been presenting on different topics, of course, around technology and, and AI in general. Let's uh, let's go through um, some of that conversation. And uh, Jack, I'll get you to go first. Just to tell us a little bit about um, about your presentation and, and, and what sort of things you guys covered off. Yeah. So, today we covered off all things AI in relation to advice. And obviously, we wanted to talk about um, AI as being a co-pilot for advisors. So, we wanted to sort of um, talk about AI is being supportive of the advice process, supportive of advisors and their value proposition and how they deliver advice in a much more efficient and effective way. Um, so we kind of looked at those themes, AI is your co-pilot, um, and really look at the fears and trepidations around AI and try and mitigate some of those fears that advisors may have had, um, certainly around the you know, robo-advice and, you know, AI taking over what an advisor does, which is not the case at all. Yeah, the co-pilot. Love that analogy as we're sitting here with headphones on and microphones looking like we're uh, flying helicopters. Uh, the co-pilot's a, co-pilot's a great one. Co-pilot, as you said, uh, requires a level of trust. How can the advisors speed up that trust with AI? Well, I think that it can help answer questions that clients have in a much speedier way. So, being able to sit there with your client and um, leverage the modeling capability that AI can enhance. So, um, technologies like ours, which we are leveraging machine learning to be able to do all the algorithmic and calculations in very, very fast real time and produce models and future scenarios for a client to make you know, on-the-spot decisions about their financial future. So I think it's really supportive of the advice conversation. Yeah, fantastic. The AI and then the IA of the uh, intelligence augmentation or, or animation or, or, or all those sorts of things. So plenty of fun times to be had. Ash, tell us a little bit about your presentation that you want to Sure. I think I was asked at the very beginning about the risk of AI. And I think as an industry, uh, we don't want to miss the boat on this one. I personally think that we missed the boat on uh, robo-advice solutions where they were seen as a threat to financial advisors. They were going to replace financial advisors, uh, reduce fees for financial advisors. Now we have a bit of hindsight, right? It's been a few years. And as you know, financial advisors are still here. <laughs> they haven't been replaced by, by robot at all. So I think we need to uh, look at AI as a way of enhancing the financial advisor. Um, and yes, there are some risks involved if you have very, let's say, repetitive jobs. But I think if you're a financial advisor, uh, your job is to be able to connect on a human level with your, with your clients, on an emotional level, which a machine cannot do yet. And I hope it never can do that. Um, so we're talking about risk in terms of obviously losing some jobs, which can happen in a, any industry. I don't think we, that should stop us from taking all the great advancement that AI will bring to, to our industry. Um, on the other end, though, like even if we are going to lose some jobs, we, we need to ensure that um, we don't lose new entrants in admin roles, customer service roles, because sometimes uh, they, they start in customer service roles, but they are not being advisors. So what we can look at is how do we fast track that? Now, if 
file notes, task, workflows, all going to be automated via AI. How can we then get those uh, new entrants, fast track and bridge a massive gap that we have now between the demand and supply of advice? Yeah, I think uh, the new entrance is a big piece of this jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? Trying to work out how we're going to bring in new people. And I think if they're, um, again, if they're being trained at the beginning in this way and, and coming into the profession, understanding how uh, technology and, 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 and generative AI and all those other little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle can be used to enhance those those worlds, I think they can probably bring some stuff to the conversation that advice practices don't even have yet, or, or, or they could be the leaders in that in that space. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think the way we train new entrants in the industry has to change, right? We need to take into account that we live in a new world of technology, of AI technology, of not having to sit uh, on a website and waiting for answers to come from potential clients, right? So the bot can do that for you. So then the new entrant can be train uh, quicker on strategy modeling, be able to write proper SOAs, etc. And I think this is a really good way to fast track their way into becoming financial advisors. And yeah, again, there's definitely that mismatch around advisors and the new, new advisors that are going through university. They're used to technology. They're used to running their lives on you know, smartphone devices. So if they don't come into an industry that has good innovative tech, that's going to be a barrier. So, it's uh, yeah. Lots of conversations Point. today about the different uh, the different ways that AI can be used in businesses and in advice practices. Sort of now, what what are some of the things that you're 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 talking about and hearing? Yeah, so there's a number of themes uh, in relation to the actual services that an advice business provides, and then the operational model that sits behind them, so your back office and admin aspects. So there's two kind of streams in terms of, um, and different like types of AI that is helping those two different models. So your operating model is obviously going to have a lot more productivity-based AI um, being used, like generative AI to help um, you know, produce marketing and content to be able to market your business. Uh, and then uh, on the other side, which is the service model, is your advice experience. So being able to provide you know, really good digital experiences um, in combination with your advisor, obviously, is a hybrid experience. But digital um, you know, modeling and that algorithmic capability of modeling that enhances that advice conversation. So at really enhancing the value proposition and that service model. So there's kind of two streams that I see and different types of AI that's going to support those two different um, streams of an advice business from the back end to the the front end yeah and I also think about the the, the concept of who is bringing it in across you know I cu- currently it's been uh, you know the larger more more corporate the fund managers with big deep pockets and lots of uh, resources in the space have brought in um, you know some of the s- some AIs that where it's actually you know helping with modeling and those sorts of things whereas you know smaller advice firms have found it more difficult to and maybe just the chat GPTs of the world have been have been their their main uh, dipping their toe in the water when it comes to AI what are your what are your thoughts on on you know how businesses will come moving forward I think that at the moment because we don't have any AI specific legislation it's important for advisors to be quite careful with the AI tools that they are about to use within their practices. I would say, personally, go with the bigger ones right now uh, because they're quite clear on how the data is being used, whether it's being kept or deleted once uh, it's used, etc. 
it will take time. I always look at cryptocurrency. We spoke about it for years and it only got regulated, let's say, properly last year. So while the government has uh, started a really good conversation this year with different industries on how to regulate uh, AI and try to mitigate risk going forward, when I read that, that research doc, <laughs> it shows the immensity of the task ahead of us. So it will take time. And yeah, we've got to be careful with, you know, having new startups coming through saying they, they do AI. We need to understand where the data is kept, how is the data being used. Uh, and for financial, financial advisors, you need to know whether, you know, is it okay to enter client-specific data or sensitive data into those new AIs? Um, do you have a duty to disclose that you're using AI to your clients, right? We've got a lot of existing compliance documents. Do we need to include more disclosure in, in those documents now that advisors may be using AI to produce marketing documents or even advice strategies? I think there are a lot of questions more than answers at the moment, but I guess the conversation is positive and we're going in the right direction. Yeah, I think uh, you're, you're raising some really good points there and I think, um, and that's been the theme of, of a little bit of this is understanding your own terms and conditions on your website. You know, do you actually say that you're going to be using AI and, and if so, have you disclosed that to your clients? I think that's probably a really good point and, and for advisors to, to think about the, uh, the, the supply chain of technology that they use and work out well, maybe they actually have to go back through their whole supply chain and look at, you know, do their DocuSign include it? Does their this, that and the other sign it? And, and, and going through all of their technology stack. What are your thoughts, Jack? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, having good, <laughs> solid, robust legal, um, you, know, ten, uh, you know, view on this is really important. Um, I think current legislation still is quite lagging. Um, there's a lot to do. I think from the um, the way in which it is currently being regulated is through a technology neutral legislation and I think that that needs the regulators to start really looking at this um, and that will help support the advisors in understanding, you know, where the lines stand in terms of what they need to disclose, what they need um, to provide, you know, warnings and disclosure to clients around. So I, I think... We've got a bit to go yeah. in terms of. I think the Privacy Act's being uh, yeah, being rejigged uh, next year, and there'll be a whole lot of more um, uh, changes bringing into the digital world. Yeah, and a lot of submissions and process, and it will take time. And when you think about the current Privacy Act at nineteen, was it nineteen eighty four or yeah. something? It's, it makes a lot of sense that we uh, <laughs> we've moved on a little bit since those paper documents. It's like the American Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Another amendment. Uh, and so, Ash, how do you see that uh, that taking place in the future with, with with the technology stacks, and where do you see this going? I think one of the key remits of AI and digital advice is to create efficiencies in our industry that we've never seen before. Right? Um, while I understand that you know automating file notes, task workflows, it's great. They are key admin functions of of what we do. But should we looking beyond that? And can we do better, right? Um, I really want to look at solutions that can really increase practice profitability. So the research and development um, that we're about to be about to be thrown in AI needs to look at parts of the advice process that's taking a lot of time, that's really impacting that practice profitability. And you know, at AI, advice intelligence, uh, we've been looking at how we can help advisors um, 
be able to deliver a financial plan quicker. You know, we've, we've been working on numbers and, you know, even if we were to reduce that time by 20%, the impact on practice profitability is absolutely huge. And how we're doing that right now is by looking at solutions that would optimize the advice. So you take into account the client's current position, their goals, what they want to achieve, and be able to, to help advisors with suggested strategies. We're not telling you what you need to do. We're just going to be able to look at all the data that we have within our system. AI has been built uh, with machine learning as a core function, right? So look at what was done in the past and then say, hmm, okay, we think with this client, we're talking about the concept of co-pilot, this is uh, what you should do, right? And of course, we're not imposing it on the advisor. They can still make changes to the numbers, but it's a really good start, right? Because we've spoken to advisors and they would tell us this normally takes a lot of time. And the gap between meeting the clients, having a discussion and delivering the advice is always huge. It can take months sometimes and we're trying to reduce that. Yes. Yeah, doing that heavy lifting. Yeah, it certainly sounds like 2024 is the year of a co-pilot. That's, it is, uh, definitely. Yeah, the, co- the co-pilot, <laughs> your digital co-pilot, uh, the co-pilot in your pocket and being able to uh, use use that automation and that AI to be able to become a better better advisor, a better communicator and, and have a better relationship with the client. Absolutely. I think that's where advisors are going in terms of their, their role. Coaching is going to be really important, understanding the behavior of their clients and helping them through that journey from a, a human perspective, human-to-human relationship perspective is going to be very, very important and just leave all the, the modeling and all that other aspects and all that heavy lifting to you know machines and tools that can support that advice conversation. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Ash, if somebody wants to continue that conversation as we go forward from here, what's the best way for somebody to get hold of you? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to get to get hold of me. Yep, fantastic. And Jackie? Yeah, again, LinkedIn. Isn't LinkedIn or... great? Isn't LinkedIn <laughs> great? <laughs> it's on, connected us all. Jump on LinkedIn and uh, and start having conversations about co-pilots. Uh, thank you both for joining us today. We look really forward to uh, catching up with you again soon. Thank you, Fraser. Thanks, mate.